Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. to not have to change from the boots and jeans and put on makeup. Oh, my God. I feel you on that. I mean, I don't have to worry about the makeup part unless they, like, stick my face on the screen. But, you know, if I could live in <laughs> right? shit kickers every day, I would. Right? Right. All right. So oh. it sounds like we're all good to go here. So let's okay. let's get started because we only got so much time in the first interviews. So sounds good. Can we let everybody know who you are and what office you're running for? I'm Raquel Achu. I'm running for Honolulu City Council District 2, uh, currently being held by uh, Heidi Suniyoshi. Right. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I, you know, I've never run for anything before, but it's been quite the experience and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, before we get into, uh, you know, campaign ideas and everything, could we get uh, a brief history about you so folks know where you come from? Sure, sure. Um, well, I am um, Pico to my Moku out here on the North Shore in Wailua, Haleiwa. Um, born and raised, uh, been very um, community engaged for over 20 years. My mom and dad, um, my mom is still resides out here with us. And uh, unfortunately, not my dad who passed some time ago. And I have one brother. Um, we have a very extended family Um my mom and dad opened the doors to many people throughout our years. So we have a very extended family, although our community is fairly small. Um, everybody's related, right? So a uh, very close knit community, family, um, done a lot of uh, volunteering throughout the years out here on the North Shore, mostly with our youth. 
So I did, um, I was the registrar for AYSO for many years. Um, we also, my dad was a part of the North Shore Hanapal Jackpot Fishing Tournament. And it's uh, the oldest uh, volunteer nonprofit uh, tournament, I believe, in the state that remains, if I'm correct on that. And I did a few years of um, volunteering at our local high school, Wailua High School. I was a co-class advisor, and I currently sit as the chair for the school community council. And I am currently also on the North Shore Neighborhood Board and currently the vice chair for that. So a lot of activity in different aspects. Um, nothing that was ever really sought, but just happened because we were part of everything. So, you know, we're pretty active out here trying to keep it down. <laughs> Right on. So this is also education for the voters at large, new voters, yes. old voters, voters trying for the first time. So before mm -hmm. we talk about what you like to do with the office, could you help fill in folks at home about what the office does? Sure. The city council um, basically helps to, well, basically manages the city, right, in a nutshell. They look through budget. Uh, issues. They look through policy issues. Uh, a, a large part of it, in my experience recently, has been with the uh, close works of the Department of Planning and Permitting, which um, is always up front and center, right, with the way our communities are growing and the way it's growing. And, you know, with uh, things such as short-term rentals and the enforcement of such things, of such policies like that. So they're really kind of the core between the mayor and the communities to be able to um, implement and enforce what our policies are. Right. Uh, so with that being said, what do you think would be the three biggest things that you'd like to tackle with that office? You know, I have been very fortunate in my time um, in the past couple of years to have worked closely with uh, Council Member Suneyoshi on a variety of issues. But I think the top three that come to my mind and that we are actively working right now, uh, one being our ocean safety program, um, we have very successfully introduced uh, a bill, or not a bill, I'm sorry, a resolution um, I was able to introduce through council member, uh, resolution 21-122. And what we're trying to do with that is um, separate ocean safety as a single department, which would allow them to be more effective in their operation and budget um, procedures. Currently, you know, the North Shore is not exclusive to anything that is going on within our state in terms of, um, you know, high pricing and tourism and, you know, all those things fall in line. But we're marketed so much. And what do people come to Hawaii for? Sand, surf, and sea. And mm -hmm. our lifeguards and our ocean safety program have become overwhelmed. We're, we're basically working off the same resources we were years ago. So I feel it's critical for them to be able to provide a better service to not just visitors, but locals as well to be able to, you know, properly manage uh, the safety of those areas because it is extremely used, overused. Um, so that's one thing that's that, that we're effectively and very actively working towards. Um, the other, as I mentioned, is Department of Planning and Permitting. We all know they have their struggles and their, their obstacles right now, and um, we have been able to work very nicely with the current director, Uchida, who has helped address many issues when it comes up. And however, that doesn't 
eliminate the fact that there are a lot of loopholes within our Department of Planning and Permitting. Um, a lot of permitting processes have loopholes that have allowed um, the misuse of lands um, and lack of enforcement, especially within our ag lands. And it allows for projects to be approved that should not be approved and go without community input. So those are that is a very huge and very passionate part of uh, one of my projects. We were I was very grateful to have been part of um, a uh, bill 27 that addressed uh, specific permits called uh, SMAs, special management area permits and CUPs, conditional use permits. Um, previously, SMAs were not requiring a value to go in front of an advisory board such as the neighborhood board. And now with this bill, if it is a $500,000 or more uh, value to a permit, they are required to apply for a SMA major and come in front of a community uh, neighborhood board or community association, whichever is appropriate, and present their project. And upon that presentation, that community either supports or doesn't support and is able to provide recommendations to the Department of Planning and Permitting. Um, it's a pretty critical move, and I do believe there's still room for improvement in those areas, but definitely DPP is a large uh, part of that effort I'd like to continue. Uh, the third would be our property tax on our kupuna. Mm -hmm. I would to absolutely have our kupuna's property tax capped. I would like it to be I would like to pursue our kupunas tax. A lot of our kupuna have been here in excess of 50, 30, 40 years. And there's no reason they should be paying a tax on a property they had or in, or got from their own families years ago. And they should not be worrying about in their retirement years about these hefty property taxes that keep increasing because of the value and the 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 increase of development around them that should not apply to them. And I believe that we are able to find a way to cap that tax for them, um, to make it uh, go back to what they originally purchased or had their property at when they acquired it, um, whether it be handed over to them or purchased. But I do believe there's a lot of detail that needs to be researched in it, but I do believe that's a very attainable goal and it's a fair goal. Our kupuna today are worried about paying their property tax and should not be. There, there's absolutely no reason for that. And I don't believe any kupuna should be pushed out of their places and out of their hale just because the people around them have grown to mass amounts. It's, it's unfair and it's irresponsible. So I'd like to see that happen. So those would be my three, but I could go on forever. I have many. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? You, you're you so good. I mean, you, Akamai, you're quick and to the point, and you get it in there, and we got lots of time right now. So are there other bigger issues that you would like to address in the time that we have left? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. You know, like I said, the North Shore is not exclusive, yeah, to um, what other islands, other counties, and communities face. Mm -hmm. Um. District 2 is the largest of districts on Oahu. Um, I believe we encompass 40% of the island. Wow. So we recently had a reapportionment, and I think um, I think uh, 
Rep Caruso touched on that in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, her boundaries are a little bit different than the county boundary. Mm-hmm. So previously, District 2 uh, included a part of Mililani uh, through Wahewa down to Kaena Point and from Kaena Point straight across the coastline to Kahalu. Um, it is now, <laughs> and most everyone we discuss this with, can are, we're a little puzzled by it, but it is what it is now. There's no going back. We have lost Mililani, and we have now um, added Waikele, uh, Village Park, Royal Kunia, uh, up through Wahewa, and back down to Kaena again, and down to Kahalu. So it is a very um, interesting change, as Waikele Village Park, Royal Kunia, is a much more urban um, community, whereas the rest of the district really stands under a rural standard. So although we may share some issues and matters, and I think anything that happens within our county, regardless of where you live or where you're designated, it still affects you. Mm -hmm. So although having said that, there are things to get more familiar with, you know, a more urbanized sense of priority versus a rural sense of priority. For example, on the North Shore, coastal erosion, that doesn't really affect the more urban areas, right? So, you know, it's definitely having to um, understand that there's a difference in some of those and be able to um, build a bridge and and fill that gap of where we can relate and where we can, you know, uh, partner each other within our communities and be able to support each other. Because like I said, no matter what, we are still one and we're still under the same umbrella. And Ultimately, no matter what happens on the North Shore, it could ultimately affect someone in a more urban area um, and vice versa, right? So um, tourism affects them as much as it affects the North Shore. Um, and maybe I should say not as much, but it does affect them. The North Shore is impacted pretty directly. Uh, <laughs> so it is, you know, it's definitely having to you know, really get the community more engaged and become as one versus saying, hey, you live over there, it doesn't affect me, so it doesn't bother me. It does. It does bother me. (laughs) So I think a community engagement is a huge part of what is going to help us, uh, help us really kind of make a change and make a impact on how our way of life is managed and affected by everything that we do in both policy-wise, um, enforcement-wise, and just our way of life. I think it, somewhere along the line, you know, people need to be reminded that it is our communities that are here for the long haul and out of the Right on. So um, what advice would you have for uh the community to step up i'm really looking at all the candidates right now as a way of opening up the door to to those not just the voters but just the community at large what can they do to contribute to the progress of your community yes so you know being on the neighborhood board i get a lot of people reaching out about a variety of issues um that affect them in their immediate neighborhoods or in the community or just, you know, people will call me about state stuff. And I'll be like, 
I don't like the answer, oh, that's the state's job, not mine. I think it's a matter of let's, you know, the community has to be more engaged and more inclusive. They have to have the power to be able to say, you know, I, I there's a lot of backyard banter through the years, right? Well, mm -hmm. I'd like to take that backyard banter and we put some meat to it and really engage. I can I can represent you all day, but I would really like you to stand with me or behind me when the time comes to say, hey, listen, these are the people that matter. You know, um, there are a lot of a lot of issues that are brought to me by our community at large and just kind of like, oh, this, oh, this is not right or this is not good. We got to change this. Okay, then let's change this. Not just me. Let's do it together because the more education our community and our neighborhoods have, mm -hmm. the more I think effective that is because I don't think people realize, you know, you really do have the power to help make this happen. And it shouldn't be left to just any one government, any one body of government. It should they should hear from you because you're the ones that that are there to be serviced. We're supposed to be taking care of each other, and they should. Our leaders need to take care of us and remember that it's us in the long run. So I would like to see. Um, I would like to encourage our community and our neighbors to come out, and I'd like to really promote that feeling um, of their engagement. Because I really do believe the core, the core success would be within having our community engaged in more of our policies and in our enforcements and in our, you know, all around, you know, setting the standard of our way of life. It's time for us to take it back. It's up to us. We grumble enough, mm -hmm. but we have to come up to it. Enough already about enough already and get going. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, just going a little bit backwards to how, you know, a lot of times I get the call and I'm like, oh, that's a state issue. You, we have to stop that, that uh, assuming that that's the way it goes. Oh, it's the state, so I cannot touch it. No, no. If you're going to call me and say this is an issue and it is a state actual uh, governed or managed issue, well, let's go talk to those guys. They still service us. Mm -hmm. They're still part of us. You know, most people in the community don't care Yeah. if it's state or city. They just want an answer and they want some action with it. So, um, for example, we have a huge uh, concern right now with Mount Ka'ala, um, of which I'm very fortunate to look out to over here. Um, it's so untouched and so beautiful, but under threat of development. And I've done a lot of work with county, but I just... You know, a lot of people said, you know, what are we going to do? That thing's going to look like it's going to be littered with houses and development soon. And I was like, no way. So, hey, let's just do it. Let's go to the state. And although the neighborhood board is a city organized group, uh, we reached out. And with the great support of Representative Sean Quinlan, he helped me craft a resolution to the house um, for the protection of Mount Ka'ala. And we were able to pass first reading is my understanding, and we will be revising that to uh, be a more specific and direct type of conservation of the area to protect it from development and keep it. There's a lot of ag activity, which we're good with, but the development aspect is a very scary thought because that is definitely where we are having huge issues with misuse, 
of and development of agricultural lands. And that's part of the loophole process with DPP as well. So, you know, going back to, we definitely have an opportunity to not say, oh, that's not my job, it's the states, or that's not my job, it's the counties. Hey, it's all of our jobs. We just got to put the hand out there and say, hey, how do I make this work? How can we do this? And not say, there's no way. There's, we, we got to do the work. We can't just expect it to be done. Absolutely. I, I find that any hard-headed Hawaiian, if given enough determination, they could figure it out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and then sometimes I've learned that once you dig in, wow, that's all we have to do? Yep. <laughs> yeah, always know? easier to find out than to worry about what if. Right. We can do the we can do the naysay and the what if and maybe not and I don't think so, but eh, you know what? Let's dive in and find out. It's not going to happen overnight, but we if we do the process and we look through it and we figure it out and you come to the table and say, hey, this is what I think we can do. There's nothing that should not be entertained. This is our home, and it's time for us to just kind of take it back and say, listen, this is what we'd like to do. And we just go for it. The word, It's like my mom and dad used to say, ask. The worst you can be told is no. But even when you're told no, just know there's an option. <laughs> That's right. Just chance them. Yeah. You don't have to know until you try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've only got so much time left here. So I want to make sure yeah. that everybody knows. Please let everyone know how they can follow and support your campaign and join your cause. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, I have a website now, Raquel at RaquelAchu.com and uh, we have pretty much every aspect of what I work on on that website. We also have contact information, email information on there as well. Um, you know, go visit it and I'm happy, you know, shoot, an e shoot me an email. I promise you I will answer that and, you know, there's no question that can't, that doesn't deserve an answer and I can't promise I know every single thing because that would be irresponsible for me to say. But I can tell you what, I will find it. And um, we can have a good conversation. And, you know, I'm willing to go for it and just figure that out for you. It's that's, and if we don't do this together, it can't be done, you know? Right on. Well, thank you for coming on today. Mahalo so much. It oh. means a lot to everybody that, that there's a, a lot more clarity coming from candidates now because you guys are coming on air. So mahalo for, for taking your time. Oh, mahalo, Kavika. You made my first podcast painless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I can have you back on in about a month so we can catch up on your campaign. I love it. I love it. Call me anytime. I might even be doing it from my pastures. <laughs> right on, sister. Well, you have a wonderful day. Oh, mahalo, mahalo, and take good care, and aloha to everyone. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Rabbit Holes is a Manava Cow production. This episode was produced by Kadika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.